I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. Welcome to the podcast. This is Exit 311. Um, I'm your host, Matthew Todd. Ryan Lopez. And I'm Blair Maynard. And together we are your host. And this week we have the most beautiful man in the world mm-hmm. joining us. You can tell we picked him only for his looks mm-hmm. after you hear him talk. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just for a description, he has he has brown hair and, and blue eyes. And, and an off-brand shirt. Yeah, and he has a really nice tan and very straight white. He makes us all feel teeth. very comfortable. Yeah, so he, he smiles a lot too. Spencer, He's smiling really big right now. Spencer, say hi. Hello, my name is Spencer Slater. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for, thanks for coming here, Spencer Slater. Yeah. So before we start this podcast, um, we were talking to Spencer about how many countries he's been to because he's been to way too many. I've been to a good amount. So what, go through. Give us the list. Uh, so me and my wife lived in China for two years. Uh, and from there, we visited Vietnam um, and Thailand as well as some other countries. And then uh, since then, uh, we've also visited Japan. And then through Jessup, I have led global outreach trips uh, in Russia, Czech Republic, and Tanzania. Was anybody counting? That was um, that 300. Was too many. And then also just Mexico sometimes. I'm pretty sure there's only 193 just countries in the world. So. Yeah, Mexico's cool, though. Right. Ryan did the math, actually. That's why he's getting the 193 number. Yeah, Wait, I actually are, did. Are I did the math because I figured out that if I visit three countries a year for the rest of my life, assuming I make it to 85 years old, then I can visit every country in the world, which is would that, be Is that starting average. from now? Or that, is that is starting, starting from when you were zero? Starting from now. Yeah, okay. I, I did it from when I was 19. Well, 20 technically. So I actually have, I don't have to visit any countries this year, but starting next year, I have to go three countries a year mm-hmm. until Dang, I die. That is crazy. Google. Yeah. How so many countries have you been to then, Ryan? I, I have been to Canada. Wow. I have that been, doesn't count. And then I've been to Cyprus, Greece, and I stopped in Turkey for a layover. So I guess Turkey too. Count oh. it. Yeah. Wait, I'll sorry. count it. So, Spencer, before we dive in, uh, who are you and what do you do at William Jessup University? Why are you here? Uh, yeah. So, this is my fourth year working at William Jessup University, and I am the residence director of the village. So, that's where the freshmen live. Uh, I love it a lot. Um, and Matthew, Todd, and Ryan are both RAs in that area. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of how I've hung out with them. Uh, and they're just like, hey, come talk about stuff. So that's how I'm here. Yeah. And we're glad to have you here. He's actually one of the coolest people to talk to ever. So if this podcast isn't amazing. It's my fault. It's all his fault. It's all Spencer's fault. <laughs> no, it's because we, we've spiked his drink with mm. um, the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Yeah, that's are definitely we going to have to cut that? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that was really funny. No, no cuts. No, we're not cutting that. We're keeping that. Okay, um, this first topic's a doozy, but it's one that we've been meaning to talk about for a while. So, um, one of the things about Jessup and Christian schools is there's an interesting culture around like dating and relationships. And so, not necessarily specific to Jessup, but we want to hear like what you guys all think about because we have like some different perspectives here, right? So, last year, um, in my freshman year, I dated some people who I met at school. Um, Blair took a year off, um, but he's kicking it now. And um, took we a had year off of dating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. He saved it for the Lord. He's saving it for the Lord. Yeah, saving it for the Lord, bro. It's fine. What are you saving? We're for no the judgment Lord? here. No judgment Not here. Dating. Uh. And then um, we had Ryan, who came into school with a girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yep. And Spencer came in. And Spencer I came in with a girlfriend as well. Yeah, Spencer, Spencer came, came in with, with a, a wife. You're allowed to call your wife your girlfriend, right? Is that allowed? I, is that I don't. Allowed? I mean, you I'm still not married. Date your wife, so I think yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. I think you. I think you moved We're on. I don't know. Girlfriend. She's your girlfriend for life. 
That's true. Yeah. If you just call, if you just call like your friend one day, I wonder how she reacts. She's like, hey, buddy. What's up, friend. <laughs> hey, pal. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's interesting. But I mean, yeah. So, how have you guys? How how did you? What do you think about like college and how that's affected your view on relationships? And do you like like the scenario entered with? Do you wish like you had taken more time? Like for me, for example. Um, I feel like I didn't know myself coming to college as well as I thought I did. And so it was nice to take some time afterwards to get to know myself kind of thing, which sounds so new agey and like lame, but it is fact. It's true. It makes sense because I didn't, I didn't know what I was looking for. So I don't want to waste people's time, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think, uh, I see a lot of freshmen who come into college and then like, start dating fast like within like three weeks and i think we have kind of a dating culture it's like speed dating like it's it's bad yeah like not specifically at jessup just in general our culture has this idea like if you're not dating somebody then like what are you doing with your life like everybody has a girlfriend everybody has a boyfriend and like if you're not dating then like you're just like undesirable or something and so there's just like that misconception and i don't think that's like a conscious thing i think it's more of an unconscious cultural um, phenomenon and so at Jessup I see a lot of freshmen who come in start dating like second week of school or like third week of school and I'm like okay you don't even know these people you're just getting to college this new season of your life you have no idea what you're doing like I know you're a freshman you're asking me questions every single day so don't pretend like you have your life together enough to be yeah. trying to like you know date like, somebody like, I don't, you don't even know where the cafeteria is yeah, like, <laughs> yeah my, my thing is like for this whole dating situation is like what happens if they break up? Then it's like super awkward for, for the next like for four three years. years. Yeah. For so, like the next yeah. three years, it's so, awkward. But is that ever a reason like not to date someone because there's potential of breakup? Exactly. Like, should you ever date somebody thinking breakup, about right? like, oh, but what if I break up with them? That's fair. And that's kind of what I thought going into too, because I realized like, you know, if you do break up with somebody, you're gonna be, you know, dealing with them for a while, yeah. dealing with them, and it could be good, you know, depending on your friendship afterwards. But exactly, like, I don't think you sh- like it's it's kind of weird to date somebody and imagine like. Before you date them, you imagine the scenario of you breaking up. Because ideally, that wouldn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, my yeah. thing is that I think you have to really get to know the person before you commit to dating. Because people commit to dating and then try to get to know each other. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Like, yeah. like it's I different. Would, like, in my mind, it seems completely ludicrous to date somebody you don't know already. <laughs> like, yeah. that's crazy. Totally. I get so, that. is there no place for just like, grabbing coffee with someone to get to know them no that's fine but like don't say they're your girlfriend and have your arm sure. around them yeah like, and go yeah and be like yeah we're official and then you know change your instagram bio have like a little lock and key symbol <laughs> and you know their do, name and your instagram do you guys bio. ever see like the opposite because you're yeah. talking about like freshmen coming in and jumping into dating do you ever see the opposite where it's like they literally are they know each other really well they're exclusive they're public they talk to each other every day they're the opposite person be jealous if the other person went out with someone else and yet they still don't call it dating have you seen like the opposite spectrum of that oh not as much i saw it one time and i'm obviously not gonna name names where i had a friend and we hung out in a big group and then at one point this friend was hanging out with a guy and generally she was like no like um we were like oh you and this guy huh like kind of teasing and she'd be like Just don't talk about that like don't talk about that what the heck <laughs> yeah like, what but like we were clearly spending all the time together and that and i think they're like official now i haven't really talked to them because like it like almost like drove a wedge in our friendship too. Yeah. It's like you have to be really clear where both of you guys are understanding because it's like you understand that when it comes to Jessup, your relationship becomes like public. public yeah, almost it's, it gets public just in like a matter of Instantly. like days afterwards. Yeah, it's because everybody just and knows. that's just true about a small school. That's I mean it's not like it's like I mean we don't have like gossip like a super terrible gossip problem where people just like news reporters who are like oh who's dating whom you know but it's like 
we ha- um, we go to a small school, which is good. It means there's an intimate community and people mm-hmm. on, like you feel like you know a lot of people here. It also means that like when you're doing that kind of thing, you have to understand like if you're if you're hanging out and spending all the time, people will think you're dating, and right. they have to kind of understand that. And so these people were like, no, we're not gonna like nothing's going on, and then they would be like defensive and like angry at people, and it ended up like driving this person from like our friend group kind of, which was strange and it was kind of sad because they were cool. Mm-hmm. And so but I feel like the Jessup community and maybe just like the community like as a whole, they have like certain tendencies that like when they start dating, it seems like they're super selective and they only want to hang out with those partner. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when you're dating, you need to have it where you're hanging out with your partner, but then you're also spending time with your friends and you're spending time with other people. Cause then it gets to the time where like there's, they're always choosing to hang out or like spend time with one another and they're not wanting to spend time with anybody else. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest problems I had, so I'm an RA, so I'm a freshman, and one of, like, the, the part, like, things my heart hurts for them is, like, when they have a girl that pulls them from the wing. Like, we always joked about our RA last year who got a girlfriend, and um, he would hang out with her and stuff like that instead of going to Bible study. And so we made lots of memes about that. And um, so, like, I, I feel bad for that because, like, this is a time, a college is like, a big time for growth and stuff like that, and it's time for you to make really good friendships. And if some people will allow, like, relationships to take precedence over, like, la- fr- lasting friendships. Where it's like, I get that you see this person like that you're dating now, like, oh, but I'm gonna marry them. Like, what about the people who are gonna be in your wedding? Like, do you have like these people could be your groomsmen, like for some like later on. You don't have to ruin that kind of thing by like focusing on your energy on one person. You can kind of like balance that, you know? Yeah, and there's like there's statistics about within the first weeks of first six weeks of school, you have to like start building community, or else you're just like not gonna feel like you have community. And so if you like go the first two weeks, you get a girlfriend, you stop hanging out in your wing for like four weeks and then you know you then you try coming back to your wing it's like everybody's built this community now and then like you ostracized yourself from it because you just like weren't there and now you're like wow all these guys are really good friends and i kind of feel like left out but it's because you just weren't around i think personally i think girls are actually a lot better at hanging out with each other and having their guy friends interests around like i have like i know guys who will go and hang out in a girl's wing with their friend who they're kind of interested in or whatever and then all the girls hang out together so girls are actually much better about keeping maintaining community and also having dudes around mm. um but dudes just like skip out yeah and i sort of i sort of get that um just because it, there's a, a sense where it's like kind of like with your guys friends you're more willing to do certain different things especially in college when it's like the age where you can get away with stupid stuff all the time you know you feel there's a part of a guy's mind where it's like the stupid stuff is for the boys and then like the nice and sweet stuff is for the girls and so it's almost like two personalities and like you can't mix those worlds because it doesn't work. Like you feel like your girlfriend wouldn't like the jokes that you got that the guys make, and that's like rough. Cause it's like which one of those is who you are, and in which case you should be having friends accept you for who you are, and a girlfriend who accepts you for who you are. And so if that's not the case, if one of those is not working out, it's like you need to kind of evaluate that. Mm-hmm. So that's my thought on that. But yeah, I know Spencer has a lot because he's he's been married. I want to hear some more about. Yeah, I mean, I think like. I see it often where people start feeling bad because they're spending a lot of time with their significant other. And I actually would rather them not feel shame about wanting to spend time with the person that makes them most happy. So, I mean, obviously, as you have more friends, more commitments, you're going to have to thin out your time with each of those things, right? So, um, but I I see it a lot where people, it's like spending time with their girlfriend makes them happy but then they feel bad about spending time with a girlfriend that makes them happy because then their roommate or someone else makes them feel guilty about it. And mm. I don't necessarily think that's right on the roommate's side. Um, like, 
it's exciting for them. They're happy to have a girlfriend and they're spending time with him. So it's like they're trying to make it work. They're doing what makes them happy. As a roommate, I think you should be happy for them. But I totally get the piece of like, yeah, like four months from now, now you put a wedge in between your friendship with like your roommate or your wingmates and it's like you, yeah, isolated yourself and that's your fault. But so it's, it's interesting because I'm typically a person who's like, just simplify it, right? And I think a lot of people like overcomplicate and like, oh, we we'll have to do, I have this obligation, this responsibility and God wants this and God wants that. It's like, dude, like, love your friends well when you're with them and love your girlfriend well when you're with her and in any given moment if you have free time and you want to go like if you don't have homework to do and you want to hang out with someone like if you want to hang out with your girlfriend go hang out with your girlfriend that's kind of what i would say but i don't know yeah but i when i went to college me and taryn went to different colleges so uh-huh. i didn't even have that option so who knows which means you guys are extra cool right because then i was forced to hang out with the community your friend my girlfriend yeah forced I, guy friend. i like yeah. what you said about the roommate kind of being in the wrong about how like kind of judging like their roommate for having a significant other. That's kind of like how I was last year. I kind of judged one of my friends for having a girlfriend and I kind of poked and teased at him a lot. And it got to the point where that was affecting the friendship that I had with him because all I was doing was poking fun at him because he wasn't hanging out with me. But he wasn't hanging out with me because I was poking fun at him. Right. You weren't fun to hang out with. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it becomes like, and like as the, being the person you can make fun of, it, you can probably think that like the other person's like jealous or something like that, and you get in their head like sure. you don't want to hang out with them anymore. So, but yeah, actually talking about roommates, smooth transition. Woo! Um, I want to talk about what it's like to live with a random roommate. So I mean, most of us were paired with people we did not know going into college. I mean, and then you, I, Spencer, my, you, my roommate in college was random. Yeah. So not only have you had a random roommate, but you also have overseen many different scenarios of roommates and the good examples of roommates and bad. And so I want to talk about like what's, um, what's a good thing for people coming into school to expect when they're getting paired with a roommate and especially through Jessup with their process with the, um, the Jessup dating app as we call it, the, the online house housing matcher thing. I mean, so in general, I think the easiest answer is like communication is important, but I would say the most important thing and why I think I was successful with my roommate my freshman year <clears throat> was like the less things you let bother you and the less ex- expectations you have and the less like neediness and like pet peeves you have, it's just going to be easier. If you go in there knowing that like my roommate and me are going to have a lot of differences and they're going to have things that are going to bug me, but like, I'm not going to just like blow them all out of proportion. Then I think it's easier because obviously if you get someone random, <clears throat> they're going to be very different than you. And you just have to realize that and you have to just like talk with them and work it out. Um, but you have to also realize like you're not perfect and you're going to like make mistakes and bug people. And so like if you're able to show them grace and like just let them do their thing, I think it's easier for them to like look past your flaws and let you do your thing. So I don't know. No, that's solid. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, when I came into school of this year, but you guys should give your opinions too because um, we all have slightly different situations, right? So um, my roommate, I matched with him on like the dating apps, we call it. So like you fill out some information about yourself and then it gives you other people. And it was hilarious that I matched with two other guys first, and then I, they messaged me, and and then I was going to message them back because they had really cool profiles. So I thought they were neat, <laughs> but then I didn't. I I respond. I didn't. I I waited way too long on that, and they matched with other people, and now I'm really good friends with them. I see them all the time. That's cool. But it's just funny that like I missed the opportunity. So, but then I did get paired with a really good roommate. So my roommate Nate, who I'm still roommates with, um. Yeah, um, we got to meet up a little beforehand. We talked about stuff, and we set some kind of ground rules, kind of. But, like, I don't know, mostly it was built on just, like, understanding what we're coming from and stuff like that. And so 
I mean, he and I, we don't like necessarily like hang out every day, just like go and do fun stuff, but we try to do every now and then and stuff like that. And we're just, we have a good understanding of how each, um, each other lives and interacts and like what we need kind of from a roommate. And so it's like a special situation kind of to work out with. It's not the same thing as how you like would treat like your best friend, because even though Nate's like, it's just like, it's a separate situation. You're yeah. living with them all the time. You see them constantly. And so how to be there for them and how to make sure that you guys can get along. So. I think that's a fantastic point. Like, I think people want the roommate to be the best friend and that should not be an expectation. Yeah. You just need to be a good roommate and then you can ask them to be a good roommate. And so it's a, like a safe place, like a home. But yeah. like, you don't need to be best friends with your roommate. I think that's like one of the like yeah. flawed logic that people mm-hmm. come in with. Mm-hmm. My sister actually said it would be almost worse. So she said that she roomed sure. people that she enjoyed a lot, but that you essentially would get more tired of them really quickly because you're seeing them constantly. And there's some people who are like fun to talk to, but then it's like you spend every day with them, every night with them. You find out all the things about them that are annoying. It makes them like less fun, kind mm-hmm. of. And so if that's your best friend, it, ends up, it can kind of like make a friendship harder in a way. So, but yeah, what do you guys think? So I think I liked what Spencer said about walking in with like not low expectations, but coming in not having expectations. Like you're not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna expect my roommate to behave a certain way. I'm going to rather accept how they behave um, as like who they are and whatnot. So my roommate, um, we like when I first was introduced to him, my first impression is like, wow, we're going to be really different from each other. Um, Just I don't know. It was just my my first impression when I first met him. But the more I got to know him, the more I realized we're both like hecka laid back and we really didn't care too much about what the other person did. We're like, yeah, you can turn the light on whenever or DC can be whatever like we had our sides of the room and that was just kind of it and then um, because we both kind of had a mentality of like we're not gonna judge the other person or like get on the other person's back for the stuff they do we actually got to become friends like pretty fast like um, and I think being friends like making an effort to become friends with your roommate is important because I have seen roommates who like they never even tried to become friends like they had one disagreement the very first week and then from then on they just like did not talk to each other and then like when you don't talk to each other it just builds up everything that the other person does wrong that bothers you that you're not talking about because you're not even friends just builds up and builds up and builds up and then like there's conflict or whatever um so it is important but not expected to uh try to be friends with your roommate and like you know be sociable yeah i can speak on like all of this because my roommates this year, my sophomore year, are my best friends. Mm-hmm. And the roommates that I had last year are completely different. The roommate that I had last year is completely different. So last year, I didn't match with a roommate. Uh, I just kind of felt like, oh, uh, I kind of prayed about it a lot and I didn't really know what was going on. So I kind of prayed about it and I felt like God didn't really want me to pick a roommate. He kind of just wanted me to get matched with whoever and whatever happens, happens. Um, so I got roommate, I got paired with somebody. Um, was really interesting, but he had other priorities in his life. He worked 40 hours a week on top of taking 18 units. So imagining that, he was never there. So yeah, like never slept. <coughs> so because of that, he was just never in the room. Like his side of the room was like a pig's like sty. It was like really gross. But I can't do anything about that because that's his side of the room. I can only tell him like, hey, you should clean up every once in a while. And he'd be like, yeah, I'll probably do that. But he had so many other priorities going on in his life that with the whole room, like he didn't really care about it. He wasn't bothered by it. But I feel like that's also my fault because I didn't confront him earlier and just talk to him about it. 
So like I came into school with like pretty low expectations. Like the only expectation I really had of a roommate was to like respect my time that I'm asleep. Like don't be trying to bug me if I'm trying to go to bed. And he was totally fine with that. But it's different going in with a lot of expectations because I felt like he had a lot of expectations of me that I couldn't meet because he had set them so high. Um, But now this year I'm roomed with uh, Ryan's old roommate and then one of my other best friends. Um, And it works really well, but like what Matt said, it kind of wears down on your friendship a lot because you live with them every day, every second. It seems like I'm seeing at least one of them in the room. Mm -hmm. So having two roommates, I don't really get as much quiet time. I don't really get as much time to just be myself in the room, just kind of be by myself, do whatever I want. But in that fact, it's easier for me to talk to them about what's going on. I feel like they're also not just my roommates, but they're my accountability partners in a sense. Yeah, and that's a cool like relationship you have too. I always felt that way about Nate, but cool stuff. So I just have to do a quick shout out to Julie Orth because if you don't choose your roommate and you just fill out the roommate form, she actually does a great job of trying to put people together. Um, so I've I talked to other people who are like, yeah, I'm just gonna put it in God's hands and he'll either um, challenge me by giving me someone that maybe isn't ideal or he'll just bless me with a great roommate. Um, and so I've heard a lot of people kind of do what you did and just like pray about it. And it's like trust in God. Um, but yeah, Julie Orth is our housing person, and she does a great job uh, putting people together. Julie's great. She loves Hershey's Kisses. If you're a meter, you should give her Hershey's Kisses. Yep. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so we're going to quickly take a small segue. Um, we'll play some music here. Music. Woo! This is going to be Matthew's Learning Corner. All right, we're bringing it back. Beautiful. And so today I want to change it up and teach you about a color. But, you know, I'm not an idiot, right? So... If I show you a picture of the color, you're not going to see it. It's the audio recording. So I thought it would be better is to use what I'm learning in my ASL class to teach you what the word is in ASL. So here's the color green in ASL. Wow, you see that? It's beautiful. Yeah. And as you can tell, it's using the, the letter G. Okay, cool. So if you see me on campus, be sure to show me that, to know that you're a listener. So then give a high five. And I'll take this moment to actually mention as well, we are accepting um, questions and facts for the podcast. So email us at, um, Daniel, please correct me if this is wrong. Just run in the room and tell me. Um, email me at, or us, the podcast. All three of us guys will get the, po- the email at exit311podcast at gmail.com. If you email us that, you can send us your questions and we'll look at answering them. Or you can send us a fact that you want to be added into Matthew's Learning Corner. And we'll go ahead and we'll teach it to you. So, yeah, it's going to be exit and then the number three, the number one, the number one podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yep. Segment over. Room. Room. Okay, cool. Next is the topic that we all want to talk about, uh, an event here that happens every year at Jessup, a tradition. It's called HVZ, Humans vs. Zombies. Yes. uh, It's been very influential in our lives. We all participated last year, and our boy Spencer has been running it. Um, for a bit now so yeah last last two years um i helped run it this year i'm not running it um we'll have uh jerome williams is the person who should be running it yeah um but yeah there's obviously some pushback on that event um just because i mean we use nerf guns and there's a lot of and just our political climate a lot of controversy around guns yeah so it's so kind of an interesting thing i know i definitely wanted to talk about what you think we should do as a campus just move forward not that anyone who fixes things will listen to this but they might and sure. uh, before we do that uh what can you tell us what hvz is spencer <clears throat> yeah so 
HBZ is basically just this campus-wide game of tag played with Nerf guns and socks. And so on Monday, <clears throat> you start off with one zombie. It's called the OZ, the original zombie. Um, and if you're a zombie, you basically wear headbands. And if you're human, you wear armbands to differentiate like which role you're playing and the fact that you're playing the game. But what zombies do is they will tag a human uh, that will turn the human into a zombie. So the human will take the armband off, put it on the head. And now they play the rest of the week as a zombie. So in the beginning, it'll be like 200 humans against one zombie. And then come Friday, all the, zo- all the humans have become zombies. And it'll be like a handful of humans fighting off a huge swarm of zombies. Uh, and there's kind of this like epic showdown at the end. And it's just this really fun game where people get to know each other and get to get outside, run around. Uh, and it's just this silly tradition that we've had for a long time. And people really love it. Yeah, I love it a lot. I think uh, what you mentioned, uh, it's actually a, a solid way to get to know people. There's people who, I i mean, I've been a freshman for, this was, This happens in the second semester. So I'd already gone through a semester in about a half. And then there's people who was oh, meeting at this game who I'd never like seen before or talked to. And I was learning new people's names. Because if you're a zombie, you become in the zombie group chats. So you learn the other zombies. You get hang out with them and you like try to try to like organize like attacks on the humans together. And then with humans, it's like you kind of bond over like, the scariness of the, the whole terror thing of existing exactly <laughs> and um the fact that you feel like any moment you could just be tagged and you'd be done like you make one mistake as a human and you're a zombie the rest of the week mm-hmm. and so you got you guys kind of bond over that you do things crazy like you wake up at 3 a.m to go <laughs> yeah, people go on missions they to, all to the work library. together text each other it's like we're all going as a mob just to the library yeah exactly yeah. and so it's it's coordinated um well it's been amazing like i remember specifically like we were coordinating people who've even played in previous years to help with stuff because um, people get into this game a lot. It's it's not everyone on campus. Like we said, it was like sure. 200 people, which is um, not like as compared to like what like 1,400 students-ish. Yeah. And so, but it feels like a lot. And the people who get into it really have a good time. Almost everyone I met just super enjoys it. And a lot of people who, if you're not playing, you could be like a mod or people just like to like watch. So like during a lot of our missions yeah. that we have, people just come surround the outside of the mission, just watch. So even non-participants are participating in the fact that they like to like watch the game yeah and it's fun to watch i mean people running around like the colorful guns like that on campus like you just like see like these like intense like struggles of humans trying to not die with like these this sword like swarm i was trying to say horde and swarm and i said sword new word love it i mean technically sword right it's actually an old word but it's a new word too. yeah it is does no one say it like that though why do we why is the w silent in sword can anyone tell me that Leave a comment down below. Yeah, <laughs> please smash that, <laughs> smash that subscribe bell and comment on why, why is why is the W silent? I don't know, but yeah, I know. But you guys both participated. So, what was your experience like last year? So I didn't participate. You actually. didn't? What the heck? Okay. Shame. Yeah, I had time to die. I was that that week. Um, I was going to participate and I was going to go to one of the meetings. And that week, I had a big family issue that came up, and so I was out of Jessup like out of the Jessup population a lot of that time that week because I had a big family issue that happened so because of it that family issue brought me away from Jessup so I felt even if I was playing I wouldn't be able to do anything I wouldn't be able to communicate with anybody like even if I was a zombie like I didn't feel like as if I'd be kind of included a little bit because I was gone so much so I stepped back but I was an observer the entire time like I thought it was awesome to just see how people that didn't know each other were able to kind of communicate and work together. And I thought that was really interesting because people that like there's like groups at Jessup and you're just like, oh, I could not see like people like that, like so this group trying to like help that group. And it was completely because everybody dropped it and just played the game and it was just fun. Yeah. 
And so do you think you'll try to do it this year, Blair? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, all just comes up to family stuff, yeah, whatever happens, because sure. you guys didn't judge me. Like, for the first, like, day, oh, yeah. you guys were making fun of me, saying, like, oh, why aren't you playing? But then once I kind of told you, you guys were like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, we totally get why you're not playing. But I definitely want to play this time, and I'm going to mm-hmm. play hard. Yeah, I, th- there's a time in the beginning when you're kind of like, oh, like, you feel a little ridiculous wearing everything, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I w- there was more people doing this. Like, I wish I was not the only one. But then you kind of realize how many people there are, and then by the end you're in such a like a survival mode that you only notice people who are wearing headbands. Like you mm. just will scan over people who are not, and they become like invisible. Mm. It's scary. Like that's like by Friday pretty much, where you because you're so like hypersensitive to like who, like do I need to be aware of in this situation? Like mm. where is those orange headbands? Yeah, I haven't talked yet. HVZ, oh. so fun. I love it, guys. Like that whole week was just. It's like. It's stressful, but not a bad kind of stress, you know? Um, it, it's like, it's a recreational thing too. Like, I think it actually gets people moving, gets people running. Um, and it, like, it really brings the community together. Like, there's so many people who I got to know during HVZ who I'm friends with now, who I probably wouldn't have been friends with if we didn't play HVZ. Like, even Matthew, I don't think I would be as good friends with you as I am now if we didn't play HVZ together yeah. because we were talking like, like constantly and like we would go to the library together quite a bit and mm-hmm. like we like find each other when things were going on and just like chill together and the final mission actually it was me and matthew were the only ones in our friend group in our wing who were still alive yeah and so it was just like the two of us from our wing who were in the final little band of humans and then it was just it was just epic like it's just so yeah. fun um but i really enjoyed it i know on the on the zombie side they all have so much fun because once you're a zombie it's no longer stressful it's more just like Ooh, there's a human. I'm just gonna go sneak up on him and like ruin their life. It's that and it's waiting. That's what I I remember. There was somebody sitting outside of the tiff outside of Tiffin, and they were in the safe zone, and people just waited, yeah, like, mm-hmm. hours, just waiting for him to just walk. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's just so funny because like people get trapped, and then they're just like stuck mm-hmm. inside this little square waiting, and all these zombies are like just hanging out. Like, dude, like step off. Come on, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? It's so fun. Um, yeah, I've I really enjoyed it. Everybody who played who I know really enjoyed it. Um, it's just a fun way to enjoy yourselves. And like in the missions that are put on in the evenings are just like crazy cuz like everybody shows up for the missions, almost everybody. And basically like the humans will have to do some kind of mission objective. And if they do really good, then they'll get some kind of reward that'll help them for the rest of the week. Um, so one of the things we got as a reward was like a revive. So we actually could bring back one of the leadership members who had gone down um, earlier that day. And then bringing him back was super helpful because he was a really strong like leader just in his personality. And then he was really good about going on missions to rescue people and like saving people from zombies and stuff. Uh, it was epic. His name is, shout out to Chandler. He walked around in his pajamas playing yeah, HVZ. It's so epic, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I have, would you guys play if guns were removed and you just had socks as humans? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I feel as if, like, the rules are, like, something would have to be changed in order to make it more balanced. To help the humans. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, help the humans because sure. the guns make it so, like, you can shoot farther away. Mm-hmm. But socks are, like, you have to you have to do the actual effort of throwing the socks. So, you have to have something in order to balance out because the zombies will have such an unfair advantage if the guns are gone. Yeah. I honestly don't think it would be nearly as fun without Nerf guns. Um, Just because, like, socks are honestly really hard to throw. And, like, 
if you're not somebody who like played baseball or something, mm. then you suck at throwing a sock. Like exactly. I'm, I'm the worst at throwing. Like I'm terrible at. It. I would die on the first day. I, like, I remember. Uh, yeah. I also remember like for regarding like the Nerf gun situation. The week before HBZ, people were going out like in groups to Walmart, Target, like whatever yeah, store to just drop yeah. money on this game. Like yeah. there's people that mm-hmm. spend like a lot of money just to play this game, just to have mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it's part of the experience, right? Because like you might feel like it's like, oh, it's an unfair disadvantage for people who have more money or whatever. But in like reality, you can play the game with like one gun. If you get like one solid sure. gun. But it's it it lets you get more immersive kind of into the thing where people want to buy like the tactical vest. They have all the clips like uh, on their on their like self, and they buy all the fancy socks or whatever, and they go all out. It's like it gives you that experience where you can get if you put more into it, you'll get more out of it. Yeah. But you can still have fun and enjoy it with just the baseline. And people like uh, people get tagged and become <coughs> yeah. A they zombie. share their they guns. share their guns. And yeah. Like, so there's another like, I had, aspect of I had like a yeah I had like a terrible gun. And then my friend um on the first day one of my good friends we were in a squad together he went down so I got to use his gun. And then the next day, then my friends went down. He had the same gun, but like a little bit bigger. And so I got to use his gun. And both of them were just sad because like because they got their gun, they bought it for the game, and they were like, okay, well like. You know, at least I want to see you get use out of it. And so that was fun. Like, we still got to play it. And don't think um, that because – oh, crap. Where was I going with this? <laughs> I just lost it because I saw – my phone had a notification. Um, oh, dang it. Oh, okay, Sharing guns. Gone. You were sharing guns. Yeah, sharing guns. Uh, but you could play without spending money. Basically. Yeah, you can play that's how you might. Dang yeah, it. Just use your socks, and then if one of your friends get out, gets yeah. out, just ask to use their gun. And there's definitely people who, like, are just counting their, like, quote-unquote kills. They're called stuns if a human yeah. shoots a zombie. But yeah. there's people just run around by themselves <laughs> with, like, crappy guns and just try to, like, get as many zombies as they can. And yeah. just go until they die, and they have a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to a guy named Perry last year. I think he's like, he probably still goes here, right? Yeah, yeah he seen does. Him around. Perry yeah. Carter. Perry's great. Um, he did this something last year that everyone criticized him for, and, and I came around on eventually. <laughs> I think most people did. So last year, he texted the zombies. Yep. He texted all the zombies, and he told them, he said, hey, I'm going to go out to the sun, which is like a part that's central on our campus by where the freshman dorms are. I'm going to go to the sun, and whoever wants to try and tag me, go ahead and do it. And we were like, this is terrible, because like, at this point, there's like 20 humans. And so we're like, you, don't, that, you will just die. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why are you doing this? And so he went out there, and he fought, and he shot so many of the zombies. Yeah, he probably lived for a good like, like seven minutes against just all oh the zombies God. on crazy. campus. I, I remember he, he would can, post he on be there on Friday, so he's like, I can't be here tomorrow. Yeah, so just, yeah just that was it. Die. Go out I, with glory. So while we were mad at him, we were, thought, we were thinking it was because, like, oh, he's just being stupid. He wants to be, like, for glory or whatever. But we found out, because like, he couldn't be there for the last yeah. mission anyways. He, was, he wanted to play the game to play the game. Yeah. And he was in this right spirit, which is, like, you don't play it because you want to just survive necessarily. Some people play because they want to have fun. They want to they want to yeah. shoot their Nerf guns. Yeah, some people just like hide under their bed with like top ramen and like wait until Friday. Like, that's <laughs> exactly. not how you do this. Yeah, and that's that. I, I it doesn't feel as earned a little bit. Yeah, and I remember last year I would see on his Instagram and his Snapchat him just calling out the zombies. He'd be like, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, zombie leadership, I know who you are. You guys know where I live. Come and get me." He'd say stuff like that, and he would just taunt the leadership just because he could. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and that's fun as long as it and like it, it also doesn't like cross over into you being like calling like people out for being like like personally being like uh, I hate you whatever. It's fun to like have your friends know that their zombies are humans and like to be able to like have play the game with them and like kind of like mess around like that way because it's not like don't like hold grudges. It's not like we're trying to attack you whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really fun too when people dress up in costumes during HVZ. Mm. So like uh, Ethan Stout, who's a good friend of ours, he had this like 
mask of like a skull that he'd pull up over his mm. face and he always like wore camo and he had all the vests and stuff like Matthew was talking about and it was just like yeah. it was so epic just, just like seeing him walk around campus like wow and then for one of the missions I wore just a Jedi robe yeah, and like so had a bandana on and just like riding around with my messenger bag I literally that was the first mission I had the worst nerf gun ever it just it only fired two bullets um, and sometimes if you fired the one both would fly out but the second one would just like drop straight down so then you just like, have no bullets um, and I basically had the worst gun in the squad that I was with. So we're all running. We're trying to find these boxes for this mission. Um, and I have the worst gun ever. So I'm like barely even ever sh getting a chance to shoot it. And everybody's kind of huddled around me. And we finally find the box. And I'm like, well, I should pick it up because I'm not doing anything anyway. Yeah. So then I'm running around carrying this thing. And I also had a messenger bag full of ammunition. So when people run out, I'm just like giving them ammunition and running with yeah. this box. So you're basically like a medic. I was like sense. a medic. Yeah, I was all just support for that mission. And then eventually I got a good gun and was able to like, you know. Yeah, because you had that massive gun that had like the four barrels. Yeah, right? yeah that's the, the one that I got too. It's yeah. really nice. It's did really you fun. buy that one, Ryan? Um, Technically, I had no money and did not buy it. But my, my older brother, who had played HVZ before got it because he just wanted a cool nerf gun and then he was like you can borrow it while you're playing hvz because you're playing and now i yeah. still have it cj was really into it his years mm -hmm. yes year, so he's like the only person i know who used the discs the oh discs. yeah discs i had i hurt. had that disc <laughs> yeah, they do, they kinda do. those are those are pretty fun but like that gun wasn't working during oh. hvz so i remember sad. the rivals are what everybody everyone has use. the rivals now Dude, because you can like Cross map kids. I swear to you, you can shoot kids like if you're in Tiffin, you can shoot people like in Rispoli. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they have a lot more range. They shoot faster. So those are they easier to reload too? Oh yeah, yeah. They're so easier. So revivals. Yeah, it does hurt a little bit more. It's funny. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I would like. There was one time where a zombie was chasing me, and I was shooting at him, and I kept missing. And he was one of my my good friends actually, and he's super tall as well. Like he has a lot of area for me to hit, but I kept missing. And he could see I was getting like frustrated, and then eventually I did hit him right before he tagged me. And I just sat there and just like in defiance, I like shot like ten rounds into him, like into his chest. And he's like, he was like laughing, we're laughing. And like later on, someone shot me with a gun, just like to prove a point, whatever. And I'm like, that stings. And that was just one. And then <laughs> I, I went to that guy, just yeah, yeah, I went to that guy and apologized. Like, I'm sorry, I shot you like, ten times the other day. It kind of hurts. Like, I didn't even think about that. I'm like point blank, you know. But. Yeah, that's the thing, just about the game in general, like like this dynamic between like humans not really knowing what it's like to be a zombie and they a lot of times the humans like view the zombies as like enemies but the thing is the game doesn't exist of the people playing zombie just give up after they get shot no, like yeah. they're oh. willing to continue playing the game so that everyone else can still have fun they're willing to get shot to get socks thrown at them to like be the quote unquote bad guys and so that's just something to think about. Like, if you are thinking about playing, just respect the zombies because they're yeah. they would well, make the game and if possible. you become one, yeah, and play, if you become a zombie, keep play playing. Hard, play yeah. hard. And I think there's a lot of respect between humans and zombies because yeah. zombies have been a human. They know what it's like to just be terrified, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I I was friends with just as many zombies as I was humans, right? Because all my human friends became zombies eventually anyway. Yeah, exactly. But like, there was always this mutual respect when we'd see each other and be shooting at each other. Like, I hit them and they're like, "Oh, nice shot!" Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. "Yeah, like, dude, that was insane. The way you dodged that earlier, like." seeing him dodge a bunch of bullets earlier like seeing a tag he got earlier i was like wow that was really solid like i can't run that fast so it's just cool to to even have like that mutual respect between what are supposed to be like foes or whatever but like you still bond even over an experience of being against each other and i remember there are people who don't use guns and only use socks i remember the legends there yeah, there was one kid in my new testament like the class kids. there's this one kid in my new testament class who so unfair advantage he does parkour so like ultimately oh, like yeah so he had socks and survived until thursday night Dang. just by socks and he had like seven socks in his bag 
I know. And he survived I mean, until Thursday night. Yeah, he he was. It helps to be a good runner. I know you're talking about. Yeah. I remember specifically when he called out that he was going to, at the, like Thursday night. He was like, "I'm gonna go like to class or something like that." He had something to go to. We're like, he's he's gone. Like <laughs> it was <laughs> by yeah, Thursday night. Sure. There were so many zombies and so little humans. We could barely afford to like. It was so risky to leave a safe zone by yeah, that point. It was. And so it's like you have one more day to the final mission. And Thursday night is when I'm like, okay, sleep in a classroom if you have yeah, to. Yeah, buckle down and just make it. It's yeah, make it. Thir- yeah, Thursday night is like when, like Thursday night mission is like go out for it. Thursday night after that, it's kind of like just is hold it, tight. We're isn't there, there a rule that you can't skip class or something? Yeah, if you if you skip class or disturb class, uh, yeah. you're supposed to get moved out of the game instantly. So like, yeah. That was one thing I wanted to see see more is I wanted to see professors like let me know what issues were because so gun violence is one of the things that gives pushback into the game. The other thing is that it can be a little bit disturbing for like classes, but uh, I've I tried to communicate as best I could through email and posters. Like if anyone disturbs class or ditches class, like you're just out of the game. Um, yeah. So that that is the rule uh, and that's the expectation for all players that you still go to class. I know, and then some of the the Jessup sponsored events like um, Chapel yep. and SFGs, those are safe protected. Walks. Yeah, yep. you get a safe walk. So those are still encouraged to go to because you can. You might as well walk there and walk back because you have a you have free time. You yeah, it's like if you have a job on campus or if you have like an outdoor activity that has to do with your academics or there's some event going on, like yeah. all those things, like you're supposed to go to and you're safe at them. Mm-hmm. Some we actually have a couple. We have a professor, at least one who played last Brad. year. Bradley Wagner. Wagner, come on, he's uh, a cool math guy. professor on campus. Like, dude, first mission, I see this guy out there. I had no idea who he who was, this guy? and I'm like, there's this adult out here, and I'm like, is this a college student? Like, oh, maybe he's like coming back for a master's or something. And then I find out he's a teacher, and I'm like, dude, that's so epic. And he's good. Yeah, he's ha- he's, he's so, so good. good. He wasn't even he wasn't using a rival or like a fully automatic he gun or anything. He's yeah, using like he had did he had the automatic? Didn't he have the Hera? Oh, maybe. But first mission, no, because we didn't have to yeah, pack up. Yeah, yeah, first mission. But, yeah. yeah. But he but, always had – I think he had a bunch of socks strapped on Yeah, it was so cool. And then uh, during that week, my uh, psychology professor, Dr. Aaron Ambrose, said she would be interested in playing. So, Dr. Aaron, yes. if you're listening to this, play yeah. with us next year. That'd be so, so you, fun. You, yeah, you should have something. Economics like, professor Marshall. Sorry. You should have something for the teachers that, like, encourages them to play, and they get, like, an <laughs> advantage. Yeah, Dude, we, that'd be we so tried, fun. Two years ago, we tried to do it where it's, just, like, teachers – um, get like one tag a day and they can't be stunned so we just had them be zombies and they could just like get people out so they were just like this ultimate oh that's zombie. terrifying and then we were just like alright just let them play if they want to play we just made them like normal players I know but I think like having an incentive would be good and so I've talked a little bit to Brad about some ways we can incentivize it I, I've seen and like going back to like skipping class or classes I never saw any of the kids in my class who were playing ditch class and I had huh, every good. class that I had had like 40 people in it like I had just freshman classes that were just packed with kids i didn't see anybody miss class for hvz or anything i saw one guy miss class but he he called um his friend in class so me it was three guys <laughs> in, a, in our class so um i go um all three of us are going to class we had the same class to go to and so we know how to get there and so i'm like okay let's go all three of us go so me and one of the dudes run out and the third guy stays behind I'm like what the hell are you doing he's like uh, i don't know if it's not it's not safe yet I'm like what i'm like good like, i don't know so we run out, me and the other guy, and we make it fine. We make it safe because the zombies knew we had class. This is by, like, Wednesday or whatever when everyone kind of figures out your schedule somehow. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of scary. Um, so, so they know we're going there, but we went a different route, and so we were able to get there just fine, and we are safe. When we get to class, the third guy calls the dude I was with, and and the guy puts on speakerphone, and the guy's <laughs> like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make the class today <laughs> because the zombies – can you tell the professor I'm sick or something? The professor looks at him and is like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> seriously? And so 
yeah. So if you try to skip class because that, you will be outed. You know. Yeah. We had a kid in my New Testament class FaceTime one of us, and we just put our phone up so we could be in the lecture, and just FaceTime us. That's so funny. It's crazy. People people are dedicated to this game. Didn't yeah. you like? Fun. We're in the it's library fun. for like thirteen I, hours. Yeah. Or so no, what I would do is when it started getting like really intense, um, and I like didn't have very many friends left, um there's a bunch of zombies who are like out to get me because of like just people who knew me and so what i would do is i would wake up early i would wake up at five leave my dorm at 6 a.m get to the library not like the library area where it's safe and then just like chill at a table and do some homework in the morning and then go chill in the library until class started and then go through my classes and then leave with a group of people um because like i just didn't have anybody to get me to my classes in the morning but i had people who i could leave with afterwards so then i would just like wake up early and get there um i only ever saw like two zombies that early in the morning who actually like who actually had to deal with which is not bad when you have a, a good guy i know so mm-hmm. yeah if you're feeling crazy you know zombies you wake up like any little hours of the night and dude play. if i'm yeah. a zombie i'm gonna get up early, early. and then <laughs> just go after people because they won't expect it they're gonna be like "Ooh, i'm up before all the zombies and then you just like go at it it'd be so fun it's crazy i love this game so it's really fun we really want to work forward in getting this we'll see how it takes shape um we don't know what's gonna look like right now because there's obviously issues with everything um, maybe the thing is, oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier. I remember now. Don't worry about if you're worried. We'll be talking about like some of the Nerf gun policies they've been having. If you're worried about bringing a Nerf gun to campus, that's okay. You can bring one. There's no problem with that. We can you can even do Nerf wars if it's like student-led stuff. We're just talking about right now. It's just some stuff we're working through on like what our policy is gonna be because what kind of values just wants to represent. So right. we're gonna um, be working forward with that. But um, there could be a possibility of a student-led game in the same vein, but. Obviously, that's going to be working out, so I can't promise anything. You know, I'm just a kid. So um, I guess I'm a young adult. That I'm not really a kid anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, um, with that, um, we're about at time. Um, last time we went for like an hour, so we're going to try and do a normal time. So to end this episode, I wanted us to all say the word that we always say when we end the episode. So on the count of three, we're all going to say the word. So, Spencer, you know the word. So on the count of three, just say the word with us. Yeah. All right. It. You got it, Spencer. Ready? One, two, three. Zombies. Oh. Zombies. zombies. Ryan and I said the same. Matthew and I Spencer, said the same. Spencer, you're just supposed to say a word. Just I said flamingos. I, I always Thanks. say banana every single time I've said banana. I always change up. Spoiler. Banana. That's all, folks.